When Tums just won't cut it, get to Pepsi AC. What does the AC stand for? All clear. All clear. We got the all clear. High mystery. Round the world and home again. That's the sailor's way. Faster, 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 faster. There is no earthly way of knowing which direction we are going. There's no knowing where we're rowing or which way the river's flowing. Is it raining? Is it snowing? Is it a hurricane a-blowing? Not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a-glowing? Is the grisly reaper mowing? Yes, the danger must be growing, for the rowers keep on rowing, and they're certainly not showing any signs that they are slowing. It must be time for another episode of High Mystery. That's right, it's a podcast where we smoke weed and we talk about the mysteries of our universe. Dope. Today shall be no different. It's a very special Halloween episode, yeah. as they have been all month. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. And with us always is the dog Lou. Yeah, he's trying to make out with me right now. Ah, uh, you know, don't. as as he does always. Right. Don't mind us. Uh, we <laughs> are going to be smoking weed and talking about mysteries today. I am still rocking the uh, Space Coyote pre-roll. Broken out into blunts. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's got, uh, it says it's 93% herb, 7% rosin, and 100% cosmic. Yep. yep. Cool. So there you have it. Nice. And it's got a THC of 10.49% and a CBD of 10.49%. Nice. So yeah, and I'm smoking it out of a Pineapple Paradise High Hemp Wrap. Nice. Like we do. Like he does. <laughs> I uh, am following suit oh. with Colin, also doing that uh, space coyote, broken down into blunts. I added a little filler of, I want to say of a dime bag. It was Vulcan. I want to say like 17%, something around there. The new, the dime bags that showed up at Exhalon? Yeah. The brand? Yeah. yeah. It's a cheap eighth and it's a solid eighth. Yeah. You know? I wasn't sh mad at it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I just feel like those... They could always be trimmed better. Absolutely. Like, you're just like, I don't need any of this. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's lots of stems going on, but what are you going to do? Sure. Pay, what, $17 an eighth for that? Yeah. Something like that. 17 to 20. So. If you go, like, during their, like, uh, what's it called? <laughs> their happy. Their, yeah, happy hour for flower, which I think is, like, Wednesdays. And if you go on yeah. Sunday, it's whatever you want out of their deals. Um, but my space coyote has... <laughs> Glutide herb in it and oh. dosi glue resin. And so that gives it me the total THC of 13 and uh, the CBD is 10. <laughs> I'm just like looking at Lou's slowly drifting off to sleep. Uh, <laughs> with your coat He's finally settled in. Yeah. Um, it's my fuzzy ass jacket. He's like, this yeah. Nice. Oh, I nice. finally figured out where it lists the, <laughs> the strains on this thing. Oh, no. I've got Gold Gift Herb and Tar Hill Pink Lemon Resin. Okay. <laughs> and um, I, uh, I kind of fucked up and like <laughs> grinded all my weed and uh, threw the jar out. Okay. So I forgot 
what what's in it. But hey, I've got this jar of grizzly peak. That definitely sumo could be. smash. <laughs> no wonder that grizzly peak sumo smash lasted so I long. Should have kept that jar and put my you know, but I, that's not what happened. And it was like this. The shame is. That it was a beautiful jar, probably the one of the sparkly blue one. Yeah, the sparkly blue one. What if you remember, that? midnight something berry. I feel like the Thorn name berry. is like Kavia or something like that. But anyway, yeah, the brand name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I don't remember, but I do got this Grizzly Peak jar. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Sumo <laughs> smash. Take a picture of it. Twenty-two percent THC. I remember it very well because it's like the eighth episode that I've used Grizzly Peak. <laughs> Sumo smash. Well, anyway, I have thought about like because I also do a grind and then a, uh, it's a big mix. I like to do a salad as opposed to like keeping strain by strain and you know grinding out a jar and packing those up. But I have been trying to save something so that I have something to talk about. But I was thinking I could just take a picture of every label yeah. and be like, "This, you want to know the contents of Colin's salad? Check out our Instagram page." You know, the thing is, I think don't doesn't the uh, Nug Club box they have little placards of each thing that they give you with like in the yeah. envelope? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Could have brought that. Those, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I have that in uh, you know. 30, 30 feet that way, but uh, <laughs> it's 30 feet that way for our Patreon subscribers. You'll find out just what I'm smoking. That's a mystery for Patreon. Excuse, there you go. What is wrong smoking? I got it now. We'll find out soon enough. Well, without further ado, we are going to start smoking. If you've got something you can smoke and Dutch. You want to join us? Dutch. Smoke away, because we are sparking those blunts. We are sparking those blunts. Merry little men, we are smoking those blunts. Sparky spark. <laughs> sparkle, sparkle. Today's another episode of Vroom Vroom, T-Bird Turner's Totally Tubular TV <laughs> Theories. But mostly movies this time. <laughs> I mean, we if for those who haven't seen... Uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That is what that was. For. That was. Yeah. yeah you know. The weirdest part of that movie, I think, for any kid watching that, they're like, what the fuck just happened? See, that's my favorite part <laughs> of the whole movie. But right? we will it's get all into trippy it. and psychedelic. I saved Willy for the end. So oh, okay. We've got a lot of different movies to cut through. Um, I One that I didn't write down, but I, I wanted to just mention because Tristan just talked to us about the origins of Halloween. Mm. If you didn't listen to our episodes, it's two episodes back, the origins of Halloween. And he tells us about sewing. Sewing? Uh, Sub, sub, uh, it looks like Sam Hain, and so I was dumb, and I think at the very end of the episode, I even, after saying, call it sewing for the whole episode, saying it many times, sewing, 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 at the very end, I was like, Sam Hain! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, sewing, yes. Apparently, okay. there's a deleted scene in Halloween 2, or something similar, or maybe it happens, I don't know. I can't remember if it was actually in the movie, but apparently there's a scene where Mike Myers writes in blood on the chalkboard, sewing. Mm. So the idea is that Mike Myers is sewing. Okay. Representing the holiday and drawing his power from the specific night. Certainly sowing his wild oats. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> Killing lots of teenagers should not qualify as sowing your wild oats. His wild but, oats. Yeah, yeah. His proverbial yeah, wild oats. Yeah. Sure. Okay, but anyway, we've got some 
totally tubular TV theories and movies to get through. The first one on the list is the idea that there were not one, but two monsters in the movie Cloverfield. <gasps> yes. If you didn't see Cloverfield, it is a found footage horror movie about a monster that is uh, taking over New York, essentially. Destroying New York. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, at certain points in the movie, a lot of people notice that the monster seems to look really different. Like, its size and skin texture seems to change through different points in the movie. And so this is people's explanation for that. Unless the creature itself is going through, like, uh, an evolution or, like, uh, a metamorphosis. Thank you. Well, and also, like, I did have a fish that climbed out of my aquarium and, like, he totally dried out pretty much. And they look very different, like, out, dried out from the water. Yeah. As opposed to, like, when they're in the water. So... Also, I feel like Cloverfield is one of those movies where you're like, I want to watch a movie, but I also want to be like uh, motion sick at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) I did not have that experience. It doesn't bother me in that way at all. Uh, The big issue, not issue, I don't know. The thing with Cloverfield is that you don't really get a good look at the monster. So there could be one. Yeah. You think with all this found footage, they get like one steady shot. Of a monster wrecking shop on you. I feel like you need to watch the movie again because we see the monster as it attacks uh, army crews. We see it take missiles and fall to the side and fall over. It's mostly on like television footage, not shot by our uh, host or whatever. But even at the end, we see him look straight up at the beast from underneath and we see the beast's entire face as it comes down. Spoilers, by the way. But, uh, you know, we do see a lot of the monsters. Okay, I, I remember the tale. <laughs> sure. That's all right. I didn't expect all of these to it's be fresh. got a so tale. Yeah. Just like our listeners, I've tried to remind everyone. Sure. Well, we do know that Clover is the name of the beast that we know. And apparently he was awoken when a satellite fell into the sea. And if you watch very closely at the end of Cloverfield, when they're enjoying the... Yeah, uh, carousel ride or whatever it is, we see in the background the line of the meteor or whatever it is fall into the sea. He was just taking a nap and got woke it up. And it's was a little exactly. cranky. Uh, a lot of things hit that that sea. You know, you got a, a satellite fall on Earth. But no, it just happened to hit him right, you know, you know right on the head bump, or something. Right on well, the head. He's big, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Somebody woke me up. I got to tear up. New or York. she. We don't know it's a he. That's like, true. Yeah, we don't. We don't get a good look at the penis. What we do know, and it has been confirmed by. By the monster creator is that is a lost baby looking for its mama oh so there's a bigger one <laughs> that's the idea so we may have seen both but not at the same time okay okay it could also explain why we see such larger monsters at the end of the cloverfield paradox which was the movie where they were trapped in the bunker it's the sequel to cloverfield i guess same universe different story yeah did, that didn't quite make sense Cloverfield 2 to Cloverfield. It was just John Goodman trapping people. In a bunker. In a bunker, yeah. <laughs> there was like the no... Idea, the idea being that Clover and his fellow monsters had been awoken in the sea or whatever, and then that became such a problem for humans in general that we had like a post-apocalyptic world just where John bunker Goodman's people. bunker was very valuable. But we see the monsters at the end when she comes out of the bunker... And that could be Mama Clover. 
In the second one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember so much of the second one. Or if we're going with the metamorphous evolving theory, then it could sure. just be the grown-up versions or the spawns of. or Absolutely. There's a lot more theories about Cloverfield in general. Like, I feel like we could do a whole episode on it. Like, why there is this big mutated thing or right. et cetera, et cetera. But... Yeah, so just basically the idea that the one monster that we see is not the only monster, there are two. So that's the two monsters in Cloverfield theory. The next one up, two clovers, one field. <laughs> two clovers, one field. <laughs> Seen that video. <laughs> it was very placid and, and gentle and reassuring and yeah. joyous. I've only seen the reaction video. <laughs> yeah. Where people just look really relaxed. Yeah. So calm. Yeah. Wow. This is really pleasant. It's so almost more relaxing than the video. <laughs> We're going to make that a trend, you guys. Uh, next up on the list is the idea that Leatherface's family mm-hmm. were police. Okay. Well, Leatherface... Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. He doesn't, uh, we, we see the family and isn't like one of them like, uh, all about it. Like, yeah, like a sheriff, like, oh, yeah. like, uh, he's got the hat and the badge and everything. Well, if you remember, Leatherface is just one member of a greater clan. Yeah. And they're all cannibals together. Yeah. So he's just the butcher for the family, essentially. Sure. And, uh, we actually, like, we always, uh, gender Leatherface as a man or often do but there's no indication of his gender in the films so there is also a fan theory that Leatherface is actually a woman okay and it comes from like sort of old school uh feminine stereotypes that someone would like stay home and cook and clean and like the butcher exactly beautify the house even if it is in a cannibal style (laughs) you know so Takes pride in the craftsmanship of yeah. the skin things. Sewing leather belts and all kinds of stuff. Uh, but yeah, the idea behind this for the extended family is that they are not actually his family, but they are the investigating team of police who initially came to the farm. Oh. So he like converts them? The idea being the sights that they saw in Leatherface's barn drove them insane. And then once <laughs> they were there long enough, He's also a powerful dude, so... Or he, lady. Or lady. Uh, he's also a powerful entity, so uh, they could potentially... Uh, we'll do they from now on. and be well. <laughs> Although the person <laughs> that plays Leatherface is a man, or at least identifies as such. Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we haven't seen the IMDb? We, I don't know. I don't know who plays <laughs> Also, we don't honestly. know like what background work they did as an actor. Maybe they do identify it as a they or yeah. as a woman. It was 1974, so we got to remember that none of this stuff really was like entering the conversation. So who knows? Sure. Mean that people who, who's to say? <laughs> I think, yeah, well... The only thing I mean to say is that people probably weren't out in the 70s, even right. if they were trans. It could have just been a secret sure. that he was holding within to make himself more uh, interesting on camera. But anyway, we're, we're talking about his family being policed for, <laughs> for the moment. Uh, yeah, their family being policed. Yeah, their family being policed. Uh, the idea being like what they saw in the barn drove them insane, and then they joined him. And it's supported by the remake where the sheriff is actually helping Leatherface. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think I remember the remake. 
maybe a little bit better because it had Arlie Ermey in it, and that's who I remember as the sheriff. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, even in the remake, too, he has his family, like, living in the trailer, and Mm -hmm. there's, like, yeah. So there's a couple family members other than Arlie. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's just the idea that they were the initial investigators and eventually stayed there. Sure. (laughs) Became part of the family. (laughs) Even though they're not actually family. Sure. They may might have had, you know, while they were there, had just a little taste of flesh. And they're like, oh, wow, <laughs> this is it, right? And this person's just going to be cooking up flesh for us daily. <laughs> just, and we got this house. <laughs> got a community here. <laughs> free leather belts. Free. They, got, they got hooked by the, like, the same way people get hooked on hard drugs. Yeah. Leatherface was just having a barbecue. First taste free. And then they told him, you know... <laughs> what you just say was actually a 17 year old college girl <laughs> <laughs> they taste the best uh, the, there's another little theory that the whole movie is a pro animal rights campaign okay oh. like in order to highlight like what we do that's horrible for our animals yeah is also sort of like embodied in everything Leatherface does and sort of shines a light on humans' consumption in general. Sure. I mean, that, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's happened once or twice, but I don't know if any human has ever chased a pig with a chainsaw, like for food. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's what you got, I guess you got to use it. Yeah, but, I mean, right? Yeah, you know, it seems like there are better ways. <laughs> sure, but there's definitely. People who chase them down with spears. Sure, yeah. You know, you know, small potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> it is common practice that they take them, hang them, flit them, yeah, no, them. Like, I, all that, all that makes sense. I'm 100% on board. <laughs> I'm just that, that one scene where he is wow. literally chasing that, that lady with a chainsaw. It's probably the scariest part of the whole movie. We are making a Hollywood film. Yes. You know, like, yeah, you know? sensationalize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And sit chainsaws sound good. You I know, mean, it's, they're yeah, very yeah, it's yeah. very scary to be chased with a chainsaw. That would be the last thing I'd want to be chased with. And it's not called the Texas, you know, butcher knife basket. Yeah, games. I'd much rather have a spear, a gun. See, maybe we would have scared you at the Universal uh, Horror Nights because we had chainsaws. They were real chainsaws, just no chain. Uh, and so, like, we would, they like, rev the motor yeah, against sure. people and, like, oh, man. not, like, against them, but they could, like, feel the sure. exhaust or whatever. Sure. And, like, the, the blade part was still there, even though it doesn't have, like, any it's not sharp movable. on it. It's yeah. metal. And so we would, like, scrape it on the ground and it would, like, spark at people. <laughs> like, so you get the spark with the sound. And the- <laughs> I mean, it sounds like I'd be a little freaked out. Yeah. One thing to support this animal rights theory is that the director quit eating meat during production, which would just make sense to me in general. Yeah, were they using like a legit killing floor for like a slaughterhouse? I mean, if you watch the movie, everything is meat hooks. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know if it was like just props and like, or if this like, no, yeah. Uh, oh, two weeks ago, they were hanging pigs and killing them here. And two weeks after we're done, well, they're going to be back to it. It's all on the farm. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's all the same. Yeah, but sure. even so, all that the whole movie is like glorifying that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. no. Uh, but yeah, that's it for theories about uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Next is the idea that Childs was the thing. Ch- Childs? Childs? 
Like yeah. Child's Play? No, like Child's is the name of the character. Uh, in the Thing. Oh, in, in the Thing. In the Thing. So just a refresher for everybody. Yeah. The movie The Thing is about an alien that drops to Earth. It is discovered in the form of a dog. Mm-hmm. It's soon discovered that the thing passes from being to being through saliva. Is this when they're in Antarctica? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's a awesome movie. It's fucking great. <laughs> and uh, the theory is that at the end, we see the movie end ambiguously. We never find out, you know, who the final alien is. That's a, that's a Kurt Russell thing? Yeah. Yeah, Kurt Russell. Solid. Yeah. So the movie ends with McCready, which is Kurt Russell, and Childs, uh, which I should know that actor's name, but I don't, uh, sitting together and having a whiskey. Uh, yeah. The theory states that McCready chuckles because he had replaced the whiskey in Childs' cup with gasoline. Oh. So when Childs drinks it, it confirms that he was the thing. Yeah. So that's the theory there, um, because at the end of the movie, we don't necessarily know. Right. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> McCready chuckles, apparently, because he has the upper hand. Uh, I mean, so do, is there a scene where he replaces the, the alcohol with gasoline? No. Was there, like, a scene with a canister of gasoline? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of gasoline in okay. the movie, because we... The only way to fight the thing is with fire. Sure. And so they're using Molotov cocktails That's a right. whole bunch throughout the movie. And so it's entirely feasible that gas is just all over the place. Could easily pump some gas into a cup, no question. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it would be nice if there was any, like, indicator, like maybe the gas can between scenes was moved mm, or sure. something like that. Like Give it another no- watch, maybe. I mean, I mean I we have to. Everything we talk about on this episode today, if we haven't already watched it recently, we will probably be revisiting it. For sure. Because, yeah, we've already... I was going to say this at the top of the episode. I love movies. Rob loves movies. Yeah. We have been going through our Halloween watch list, which last year I tried to do 30 Halloween movies in the month of October. By the end of the month, I think we were at like 38 or 39. Yeah. So this year I was like, okay, I'll extend the time and double the amount of movies. So starting in September, we tried to watch 60. Now we're way on track to do that. So you're like 50-something, 40-something? We just crossed the 50 mark, and we've nice. got plenty of time to hit 60. Ten, yeah, 10? Yeah. That's like a week for you guys, easy. <laughs> so next year, the real challenge shall be when I keep the same amount of time, but double the amount of movies. You're going to go for 120? I'm going to go for 120 from September to October 31st, and that shall be the challenge. September 1st to October 31st? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you still get the two months. All right. 61 it's, days. It's 120 movies. Two movies a day on average. I anyway, think that's doable. I think it's two doable, too. Today. As long as, you know, you do it strategically, you make sure to watch everything short. You got to want it. <laughs> You gotta want it. You gotta you do. I mean, achieve. anytime you set a goal, you gotta want it. We've also done a lot of television shows too, uh, mm-hmm. like uh, "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" episodes. Loved it. Yeah. Loved revisiting "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" 
I'm ready to uh, revisit a couple Goosebumps episodes. We haven't done that yet. We did the Goosebumps 2 movie. <laughs> John uh, Pumpkin we didn't watch Like they it. said, you gotta want it. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't count anything we watched during Pumpkin Carving because I didn't watch it close enough. I feel like if you're just like putting it on the background, it doesn't count. Well, especially during something like Pumpkin Carving. Like, we all are artists and we did a fantastic <laughs> job. It's true. So, like, if you're doing a good job at something, chances are you're you're in it. You know, you're trying to get clean lines. You're trying to, like, not fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you want it to be a success. So you no, gotta... laser focus for me. Like you said, in it to win it. Yeah. Uh, By so... the way, I have to throw my... I also love movies. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Tristan sometimes joins in on these Netflix parties. That yeah. makes it a very easy thing to do. That's true. Uh, before we leave the thing, since we've ventured far away for a bit, there's also... The two-thing theory. A double thing. A double thing. Just like Cloverfield, the idea is that there are two aliens which have landed, and Kurt Russell has been one of the things all along. I see. The idea is that it's not... I uh, got you. It's like, I found you, my friend. Exactly. Well, no, it's more like two aliens butting heads to get the upper hand over the other one. See, Mm -hmm. I think you would send the two aliens as like... A team like if you're gonna send an alien send a pair you know sure i mean but who knows maybe they're bitter rivals who have just wound up That's on this true. planet together it's just like alien versus predator okay you know oh okay well you'll see it soon and <laughs> the idea being that they're vying for the top spot and humans are just simply in the way i thought predators made aliens to hunt, to like increase their hunting ability, and then it kind of like got out of hand and got away from them, and now kind of like AI or something like that. It just became so smart that it's it is yeah, and it's so good at reproducing yeah. and stuff that it kind of just like escaped the world that they had put it on to hunt, and so yeah. then now they're trying to like you know yeah not die from it as yeah. well. Yeah, no, everything you said is correct. Okay. Humans just got... Uh, my only point is that the humans are just caught in the crosshairs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> is there a thing, uh, a theory of the thing where it's all just like a gas leak? There is no thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're all just fucking tripping balls and like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? Dehydrated and the huffing middle, gas. And... They're in the middle of Antarctica. They could just have gone insane from yeah. isolation. Yeah. I was going to say, didn't Rob do a mystery on like a bunch of people disappearing in Antarctica or something like that? <laughs> I mean, I've done a lot of disappearances there was the first murder on antarctica yeah that was holly okay i always always think it's rob and it turns out it's like holly all the time that was was a holly's hummer rob does all the hummers we just wants to give you more credit you know (laughs) it just means we need holly back (laughs) (laughs) there is the theory that jigsaw from the movie Saw mm-hmm. is actually grown-up Kevin McAllister. Okay, I, I do remember hearing something about this once. I mean, there's not much more to say beyond that. It's fairly obvious. Like, you, if you've seen the Home Alone movies, you can see the similarities then and there. Sure. But just to lay them out, Home Alone is obviously, if you haven't seen it, like, what, are you not in the United States or something like yeah, what are you doing during Christmas time yeah. <laughs> I would be hard pressed to find somebody who has not seen well whatever the case kids sure. left home alone sets up elaborate traps to you know 
uh, protect fo- himself. Foil the robbers, yeah, yeah and protect himself. Uh, so Kevin makes elaborate traps just like Jigsaw. He's a genius intellect just like Jigsaw. He has a penchant for violence just like Jigsaw. Uh, Jigsaw does a lot of like strange childlike things, like somebody who might have been stuck in childlike mm-hmm. place, which maybe the trauma of right. Childhood. I can definitely see that like solidifying a lot of traits and yeah. That time period like wearing masks and riding a tricycle making videos sure. <laughs> i don't know i don't know if i've ever seen kevin McAllister challenge anybody to play a game though well <laughs> oh. they also have similar appearances but just to speak to what you're saying rob in home alone trip 2 he finds out that they have a plot to rob this yeah and he like store, lures them and he sets up the Home Alone 2, like, murder house, right. essentially. Yeah, trap house. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Like, yeah. he's not living there. It's an abandoned building in New York that he finds. Well, no, it's, it's, it's like aunts or uncles or yeah, something. Yeah, they're renovating. Well, whatever the case, it's it's empty. Yeah. 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 Abandoned or whatever. And he sets up this, like, murder sure. house and lures them to it, just like Tristan said. Yeah. So that's further evidence for him being Jigsaw. But that's that's really all there is to it. There's no like sure, no. clear, <laughs> obvious thing. I mean, we do know that he likes to use the TV to like scare people. Like whenever in one and two, he uses like recordings of people to like make people think there's other people there. And it's definitely the talk boy. Sure. Yeah, and in uh, Jigsaw or whatever, he definitely uses TVs and things to like get his message out or. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point that I didn't see. I looked up two different articles about this, and they didn't point that out. But yeah, it's definitely true with the, uh, you filthy animal. Sure. Right? Yeah. Well, (laughs) but I will say that, don't we see Jigsaw? We see the human that is Jigsaw. And he kind of does look like a Kevin McCoy. But it it would have to be, like, aged a couple decades, because the age difference is... Huge. I mean, yeah, he lives his life, and then towards the end of his life, he has the thing where he's like, I need justice. All we know about um, Jigsaw is that he was an engineer who attempted suicide, and then after that decided he wanted to teach people lessons through the will to survive. Hmm. So, in his mind... Maybe he was like, I learned so many lessons when I had to survive those things. Like, yeah, in his mind, I feel like he is the anti-hero, if you will. Like, yes, he has unconventional methods, but he's still in his head doing the right thing. For the greater good. Because everybody in the Saw movies or whatever, like, have some flaw, like they're cheating or, you know, there's something to that effect wrong with them or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, he probably still thinks he's carrying out justice that... The police won't do. Because mm-hmm. he called the police to his house multiple times. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, or something like that. I don't know. They didn't well, help they didn't, they didn't have... Uh, in the first one, it was because the power, the phone lines were down and everything. But she managed to contact somebody to get the police out there. And when they got out there, there was nobody home. And so they left. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember exactly, but I yeah, just, it's been a, it's been a little. I mean, it's been less than a year. The theory, <laughs> whatever the case, that's the theory. Jigsaw's grown up, Kevin. I sure. It. Uh, the next one on the list is the idea that the Blair Witch Project involves a time loop. Oh, okay. 
So another found footage entry on our list, the Blair Witch Project, was quite a sensation in the late 90s. It was, because I feel like it was the first one where they were like, this is real, y'all. Yeah. This... And they just said that. They weren't they didn't leave it at anything else. They're just like, yeah. this is real, this is found footage, all of this is real. It's really funny because like the same thing happens at the beginning of Fargo. They say all of these are this is a hundred percent real, true story, blah blah blah. It's not. Right. Yeah. They just found out that yeah, you can say that and there's you know, like no one can say anything or get sure. mad at you. Right. And it was the first one, so people were like, Yeah, all right. Yeah. This I'll... is real footage. Look exactly. I mean, I'll say that I didn't I saw it in theaters. My aunt took me. I didn't know what the Blair Witch Project was when I was going in. thought I was going to see some fucking Tom Hanks movie or something like that. <laughs> this isn't big. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't know what was out during that time, but I, I expected a comedy. And I show up there, and uh, I thought from that first second that I started watching that it was real, 100%. And when it finally ended, I was like, that is insane. <laughs> I wanted to tell everybody. And then like the next day it was like, no, that's not real. And I'm like, oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Uh, you were like, yeah, of course I knew it wasn't real. <laughs> you never want to be that kid that doesn't know. That's for sure. <laughs> of course I knew it wasn't real. I wasn't scared. You were scared. Uh, but yeah, the Blair Witch Project is the story of Heather and her film crew where they go to a town of Blair, Wisconsin or something, I think. Yeah, they're like saying I'm going to do a documentary yeah. on... And they meet some townsfolk who tell them about the Blair Witch and they go into the woods to find some of her and ultimately crazy things start happening. They get lost and can't get out of the woods. Eventually, we presume that they're taken by the Blair Witch herself. But the idea is that Heather and Cruz stepped back in time the moment they went into the woods, sending them back to before the 1940s. It explains why they can't get back to a road and a car that may not be there. And it explains why no search party would ever come for them. Yeah. <clears throat> we all know woods be mysterious. Yeah, for sure. The house that they see at the end of the Blair Witch Project was apparently burned down in 1940, according to the documentary Curse of the Blair Witch. And the sequel confirms that distortions of time happen when people go missing for hours, but have been told they were missing for days. Yeah. So there's just like a little nod to some weird time stuff in the second one, but... You can definitely see that with like 411 disappearances mm -hmm. as well, like time sure. slips. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been talked about in the Vermont Triangle. I can't remember <laughs> what I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Vermont, because I was talking about Bernie Sanders and Fish and Ben and Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> and that they surprisingly don't smoke weed. Ben and Jerry? No, Vermont. <laughs> are you sure Vermont's not legal? Uh, I thought that's I what we were saying think. because they were like, oh man, how is that possible when they have Ben and Jerry's and Bernie Sanders and Fish? Yeah, it seems like a, a stoner utopia, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> and maple syrup? Man. Just keep listening to some good stuff. <laughs> We've got more stuff about Vermont. <laughs> But yeah, no, the time dilation and, you know, slips in time are definitely prevalent in that. 
Wait, uh, oh, in the and, Vermont Triangle. And yeah, in any forested area. <clears throat> Vermont's legal for weed. Yeah. After a quick Google search. Good so job. you can get yeah. stoned and drink if all the... If you're in Vermont, you know, smoke with us. <laughs> drink all the maple syrup. Yeah. Uh, the next Drunk theory <laughs> is the idea that Freddy Krueger is Nancy's dad. Oh. So, and the original Nightmare on Elm Street... It's a movie about a child murderer who was put to death by townsfolk who mm-hmm. did so by fire. Wasn't he also like a pedophile? Like they caught him like doing stuff with the kids. And I'm so not they sure. Like trapped him and. I mean, he's definitely alive. predatorial like that in the movies. So I would not be surprised. I'm not sure, but he's a bad dude. They set him on fire. <laughs> and he comes back through the kids' dreams in order to kill them while they're sleeping. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we see Freddy focus a whole lot on Nancy and constantly returns to her house, killing her friends because they're by proxy to her, presumably, mm-hmm. until making her like the ultimate. You know, yeah, exactly. Uh, <clears throat> we know that her mom, Marge, has always shown guilt over being one of the townsfolk who burned him alive. And she even kept his glove in the house. Oh, so it seems kind of weird to keep hmm. like a affectionate, totemistic kind of item. For a random. Exactly. Yeah. Especially for a random dude who's that just... you set on fire for exactly. like doing bad stuff to kids. Yeah, so you have to imagine like why would she still feel guilty yeah. over this like however many years later, et cetera, et cetera. So the idea is that... Because there's never anything that proves whether she is his daughter or not. Mm-hmm. So uh, Doesn't he, like, have some type of sexual thing for her or something like that? Well, I mean, we also have to keep in mind he's become, like, a demon at that point. Sure. So he, I, maybe he does. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I haven't watched Nightmare on Elm Street in a long time. Uh, yeah, there's a it's lot. It's a real gross one. There's a lot of Nightmare on Elm Streets. Is, is, yeah, there are. And yeah. I don't know if I've, I've, I certainly haven't seen all of them, but I've seen probably three. I mean, you'd have to imagine there were so many because it was successful. Like, it's a pretty I mean, frightening it, thought it, that, like, yeah. if you go to sleep, you will be visited by... Is it uh, Ron England who plays... Uh, I want to say that's the right name. <laughs> Could be wrong. Uh, but he plays uh, Freddy Krueger. In and, all of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, and he's just great at it. So it's like... Hard to be rooting for such an evil dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you mean like the actor in life? Or? No, 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 no. He's a great guy in real yeah. life. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, keep in mind, this is 2020. The pandemic is still going on. <laughs> so if anything comes out in right. 2021, we <laughs> yeah, we did not know. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, he just plays that character really well. And so, yeah, uh, that's one of the few characters where the bad guy is like, we're rooting for him. It's funny because like with horror, you really can get that. Like there's so many movies that have gone to five and six iterations. Yeah. And it can be anything. It can just be a solid premise. It can just be a solid actor who is like your villain like that. Like Warwick Davis. Who would have figured that there would be five Leprechaun movies? Right. Let alone one Leprechaun <laughs> movie. No offense, Warren. It's a really <laughs> convoluted premise. Like, who would think, what are you scared of? Leprechauns. You know, like, that's not the top of the list, usually. Mm-hmm. 
But he but, did it. He pulled it off. Yeah. Did it great. And yeah, and uh in the first one, when he like came to the character, he introduced a lot of comedy to mm. it, which I feel like is a big part of the reason. It is. Freddy's very comical as yeah. well. Yeah. It's like once you get to uh Leprechaun in the hood, <laughs> you know that it's not it's not built on like the fear of the leprechaun necessarily. They kill somebody in Leprechaun by like someone peeing on his like dead body or something and then him like going into the dude's penis. Like, oh really? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. We watched Leprechaun. We watched the, original, the first. Just read this, this watch through or whatever. Mm-hmm. We get. We need to get a good name for that. This Halloween fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, haven't watched the the subsequent sequels yet. Yeah. Well, when you come across that, you let me know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you coming over for Leprechaun for sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> The next one is the idea that there was a third killer in the movie Scream. Okay. Yeah. So there's... Yeah. So Scream is the story of Sidney Prescott, whose Mm -hmm. mother had been murdered many years before. Yes. And then there start to be more murders that come up around the anniversary of her mom's death. Yep. Poor Nev Campbell. It turns Mm -hmm. out at the end, spoiler alert, that her boyfriend... And his friend have been the killers the whole time. But there are certain spots in the movie where the killers seem to move uh, inexplicably fast. There are certain spots... Even for two people. Even for two people. There are certain times where, like, one killer is clearly the distraction and the other killer is already in the house or whatever. And then somehow, inexplicably, they get to another spot that just wouldn't work if the two of them were over there. Mm -hmm. So there's some incongruities in terms of like them being able to get around. And so a lot of people have theorized that there is a third killer within the original story. Was it uh, Jamie Kennedy? (laughs) Did he die in the original? Was Jamie Kennedy in the original Scream? Is he the one who leaves the room saying, I'll be right back? Yeah, no, no, he's the one that is calling him out for doing that because mm. the guy who did it is the uh Fred Lillard. Jamie Kennedy has That's all the for me, he's got all the uh scary movie knowledge, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he lays it down whenever there's like a he's like the one who's like, Don't say I'll be right back, you're gonna die, yeah, exactly. Okay, and so it. and he's the one I think he comes back from the high school football thing, they're all on the football field, and then the guys are killing people and he's like yeah no they're over there and he's like coming back with a stab wound or something like that i it's been a while (laughs) but yeah i think definitely be the third he might yeah he might have been like i'm gonna stab myself and convince and blah 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 and he survives that only to copycat in the second and third and the fourth and the fifth wow that's you sure that's that's a new theory for the world out there (laughs) but the theories that i'm gonna talk about uh the idea that in Scream 3 we meet the illegitimate brother of Sydney, uh, who some people think was in on it the whole time. Okay. Mm. So Sydney's brother, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, yeah. but we see that he originally, like, he was given up or whatever by Sydney's mom. And so he starts the chain of events that gets Billy to murder Sydney's mom, etc., down the line. So he could have been part of the orchestration the whole time. I could see there being some uh, some backstory or some cause to that. Sure. Why he would do that. Yeah, I mean, he's been there the whole time. He's been jilted, upset, and murderous yeah. the whole time. So 
It makes sense. Cast aside while she keeps the daughter, like. Yeah. Some think that it was Officer Dewey. Uh, he's way too interested in Sydney, even bordering on like being in love with her. Some people think. I don't think uh, that's that weird. I know plenty of people who are bordering the two obsessed. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who those people are. <laughs> he knows a lot of Apparently them. Apparently he knows a lot of them. <laughs> I'm not saying directed towards me, just in general. Sure. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense for him. I mean, this is a huge, you know, murderous rampage and like he's just a cop in, on the beat. Like this could make his career, you sure. know, and like, yeah, it makes it makes a little more sense. Uh, they pointed out that he never really mourns his sister's death. Uh, the phone call that Sydney receives when Dewey is in the other room, uh, he only comes out to Sydney's knocking after the killer hangs up. And she's like pounding on the door, and he doesn't come to the door until after the phone call's well ended. I feel like if he was there, then like you would hear the echo of the pounding in the phone or whatever. <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't know. He could be like he could throw a comforter over himself real quick. Yeah, I he could be idea. doing it under the mask. I love that idea. <laughs> but they did make fun of this moment in Scary Movie where it's, where he's like supposed to be masturbating. He takes the vacuum cleaner. Don't interrupt me when I'm cleaning my room. <laughs> yeah. Shining so, a light on these theories, scary movies. <laughs> My point is, they pointed out how long it took Dewey to come out of his room. Yeah. Sure. And so it is kind of a weird moment that points to him, perhaps. I feel like maybe everybody in this little area could be in on it. All the ones that didn't die. Right. Um, yeah. You know, maybe even Courtney Cox's character. This could like make her news career. It she, certainly does. She writes books yeah. in the series, and like she really she the went town out. got together. Like, look, tourism is taking a dive. What can <laughs> we do to really spark things up around here? Yeah, yeah. I think her name's Gail Weathers. Yeah. That? that probably Classic. that sounds so close. It's such like a reporter. Yeah. It yeah. almost sounds like a weather person. So. No, that's probably how she got her start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, once she like changed legally changed her name, it was like damn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's the theory on the third killer in screen. There was also some talk about um, the another deputy who was like supposed to be into Officer Dewey. It was like jealous of him liking Sydney, perhaps. Oh, okay. That could have also been the third killer. What yeah. if the mask itself was haunted, much like oh. the mask was possessed? Or in whoever, Halloween 3. Yeah, and whoever <laughs> sure. put it on put the shadows. <laughs> had to murder. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Ghostface is just the real incarnation. That's the real killer. Yeah. I mean, this what by the by the the second movie, everybody was wearing those ghost face things. Wasn't that like a plot point? In yeah, the second but only one, one yeah. is truly embowed with the spirit. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Much like in Child's Play. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's one although, Chucky that matters. Although, no, later in, in the new the movie, movie, yeah. Spoiler like, alert. There's <laughs> many because he gets melted down. Yeah. Like his <laughs> little assassins. His assassins. Assassins. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's all for the theory on screen. No, oh, okay. Yeah. One of the greatest. It's a great movie. I definitely <laughs> remember watching that on VHS. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> What's a VHS, bro? <laughs> you put it in your VCR. 
<laughs> you keep saying things that no one understands. <laughs> you gotta rewind it. <laughs> I want to talk about something that no one will ever remember are those mini discs because people no, were using floppy drives for a long time and then they came out with mini discs and then CDs came out so fast after that that they were like, fuck the mini disc. Like, yeah, I don't know if I ever actually truly used a mini disc. Floppy, definitely big fan of the floppy. Yeah. Uh, little hard disk, sure, got sure. that as well. Uh, don't know if I ever used the mini disk. I know that a lot of CD trays accommodated both. Yeah. And I was like, I've never seen anyone use this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my brother had a mini disk player yeah. in his car. And he, all he could do was rave about the fact that he's like, yeah, a lot of people are using CDs. You can get like 20 songs on there. I've got like 340 songs on this mini disk right here. <laughs> and then it was an obsolete thing it did not last long at all yeah CD lasted like a good years. while and then you know MP3's pretty much taken it out Dominated, of the game yeah. yeah I don't know if anything's gonna be able to beat it yeah. uh, just a new file format definitely plays it in like you can actually see a visual as you're listening to it or something I don't know I feel <laughs> like that's gonna come down more to like the technology of the player more yeah, because then it really comes down to like the headphones that you're wearing. Yeah, the, the laser show that's connected to right. the music that yeah. it's gonna play. Yeah, but connected to your brain, releasing serotonin. Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, I dopamine. I, I, did I ever tell you I bought uh, one of those? Um, uh, like when people uh, say, "Give us money, and we'll put this thing out." Whatever it is, I can't remember. Kickstarter. Okay. Yeah. I bought a Kickstarter pro uh, product that. It's headphones. You listen to any of your music, but the headphones release uh, like a a pulse or like something a like that. Wave yeah, or... some type of wave, some type of thing that's supposed to, you know, induce serotonin levels or something like that. Um, okay. I bought it. it no, I, I don't. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> oh, like, this isn't yeah. like ecstasy at all. Yeah, no. I was like, it's just kind of a shitty pair of headphones. <laughs> <laughs> like a very expensive shitty pair of headphones. Kickstarter. But, yeah. Kickstarter. <laughs> uh, the last one on the list is Death by Chocolate. Willy Wonka's Factory of Hell. Oh, I love the chocolate. Tasty Hell. Another movie that like I can't imagine that you haven't seen unless you know. It's not live at the Hollywood Bowl. There's the remakes. It's it's just a beautiful film. Mm -hmm. It's so great and even arguably a musical. You know. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I don't know why it wouldn't be. There's so many song breaks. Yeah. Yeah. If you are wise, you'll go to can. size three. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. a good one. Uh, Who can take a sunrise? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And obviously, uh, dream fucking whatever that... Come with me and, and you'll, you'll see in a world of pure imagination. Yeah, uh, yeah. and everyone, every kid has their own song, I think. Um, Do they? Uh, well, they, I They're, want more, <laughs> yeah. or I want it now. That's the one. Yeah. Um, okay. Veruca Salt. Yeah, Veruca mm. Salt. Uh, Mike TV doesn't have a song. Yeah, I don't he, think he's got one. I he think just yells about wanting to be on TV. Yeah, I yeah, I don't, I don't. It's I been think a there's a while. musical too, though. I, I mean, it's been I adapted. Okay, I haven't seen the musical. I saw the live show, which had a lot of music, but it had just all the same music. Right. Right. We'll say it's a musical. Well, anyway, yeah, definitely. 
five kids get golden tickets. They get to go to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory along the way. There's mistakes. There's mistakes. <laughs> the idea is that the factory was the test for hell, essentially. And as each child demonstrates greed, envy, gluttony, sloth, etc., etc., they all fall victim to disaster or being trapped in hell. When Charlie displays virtue, they shoot into the sky in a glass elevator. And of course, we have the monologue that I said at the beginning, which is all about keep going, no earthly way of knowing, mm -hmm. things that are sort of make it kind of clear that something okay. sort of Did you guys ever supernatural read is happening. The glass elevator? I did not read the glass elevator. They go into space, y'all. Oh, yeah? And, yeah, there's like a. Uh, a motel on a meteor or something? Or a so this is basically the brave little toaster goes to Mars. Basically, yeah. Yeah, first they go down. They take the elevator and they go down into the deep darkness. And there's like some scary shit down there. And then they like come up and then they like, oh, let's go to the, the motel, the motel on, the on the asteroid. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm going to read it now. I might literally buy it as soon as we get done with this uh, podcast. I enjoyed it. But yeah, that's the idea, is that it's, uh, you know, sort of the testing ground. Call it purgatory, if you will. Call it Dante's Inferno, what have you. So, in many ways, that chocolate river could be the river Styx, that okay. they go through the tunnel. And that's where, when once you're through that tunnel, then you're in hell. I think that... Or maybe we need to... Re reduce the idea of hell and just think of it as the afterlife or yeah the afterlife sure. and you got the whole fucking you know garden <laughs> paradise right at the entryway into that fucking dark craziness that is the nightmare of <laughs> Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory sure <laughs> the psychedelic fever dream <laughs> <laughs> or he's just a magical candy maker sure say. yeah i thought there was uh, uh i've never read the theory but i've definitely seen it on the uh 30 things that webs yeah yeah uh and that it was that uh willy wonka and snowpiercer snowpiercer are somehow connected oh really that's interesting yeah no i i didn't i don't you know i can't I can't really speak on it because I didn't read the theory or anything, but no, I, no, I no, got to no, assume it's like <laughs> it's good. It's a good movie. Basically there are, the, the they live train. on a train. Yeah. yeah. And they're consisting on a, uh, diet of nothing but bugs. Oh, okay. And that like maybe Willy Wonka like became such a powerful chocolate maker or something like that, that, you know, he took all the resources. I, I don't know exactly. He built his train. Yeah, and maybe now that he has to feed him with bugs and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of mystical stuff on the train as well. Because only the back half is awful. Yeah. That's where, like, normal people right. are stuck and they have to subsist in there. The 1% is in the... Exactly. There's gardens and there's mm -hmm. aquariums. That's, like, beautiful and... Yeah, nice restaurants and all this stuff, so. Yeah. I haven't heard that theory. I have heard the theory that he planned for all the kids to die. Oh, yeah. And that, like, what supports that is as they go on, um, first of all, the 
them and Palumpa sing very like choreographed, well rehearsed. <laughs> that is true. They know yes. all the words together. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then on top of that, every time they go into like the next room or whatever, they like take a vehicle sometimes, like with the boat, and then there's like another little thing that drives them. And every time they go into a new thing, that vehicle only holds the right amount of number of people. Uh-huh. So like had that not happened, where would those other kids sit? Sure. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But how could he know that Veruca Salt would be greedy? And how could he know that Augustus Gloop would be gluttonous? He just knew them enough by, like, they won the golden ticket. And he knew enough because that one kid was watching TV, couldn't keep his eyes off. The other kid was chewing bubble gum, couldn't stop. And so he created, like, we're working on all these things, huh? Can you try it? Can you drink the soda? (laughs) <laughs> Do you want to eat the bumble? I mean, Willy Wonka could even be Jigsaw at this point. Uh, uh, teach all these kids some lessons. He certainly uh, set out to, you know, trick them initially by having the uh, creepy assistant. Yeah, what's his name? Mug- I can't remember. <laughs> he offers the kid. Yeah. Slugworth. Yeah. Uh, Sure. Slugworth is this very close. Sounds very right. <laughs> it sounds very right. Yeah, yeah. And that's all I need it to be, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's a Wonkavator. An elevator can only go up and down, but the Wonkavator can go sideways and slantways and longways and backways and frontways and squareways and frontways and any other ways that you can think of. It can take you to any room in the whole factory just by pressing one of these buttons. Any of these buttons. Just press a button and zing, you're off. And up until now, I've pressed them all, except one. This one. Go ahead, Charlie. For High Mystery, I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. Thanks so much for listening. Happy Halloween to all of you. How did they know that that button would take them to Charlie's house? New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at highmystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.